Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us for the NCC More podcast. Right now, we are in our current series entitled Grit and Grace. This summer, we are making our way through the book of James, um, and we're talking about the tension that exists between our belief and our behavior. Uh, You know, it's been said by uh, several Bible scholars and Bible teachers that James is like the book of Proverbs for the New Testament. If you've ever read Proverbs in the Old Testament, uh, there are uh, so many just cause and effect scriptures. If you do this, then this will be the result. And if that's not what you really want, you probably don't want to do that. And then, hey, if this is the result you want in your life, then you probably want to act this way and speak this way because it's going to give you that desired result. And so therefore live this way. And so we see so much of that in the book of Proverbs. And it's the same in the book of James. I love about James is James doesn't just point out what's wrong with us. He points us in the right direction. He doesn't just point to our failures. He also also points us towards success. And he does that throughout the book of James. And so this has been a great, a great summer as we have continued on, on this topic. And, uh, you know, we've kind of been saying for the entirety of the series uh, that it's okay to lean towards grit and it's okay to lean towards grace. But uh, where we get in trouble is when we begin to ignore the other side. And so, hey, if you lean a little bit more towards grit, a little bit more towards that doer side of life, uh, that's okay. If you lean a little bit more towards the grace side, the belief side, the trust side, that's okay. But you cannot ignore the other. That's where uh, destruction comes. And so we can't do that. And, uh, and I just want to uh, just to elaborate a little bit on what we were talking about on Sunday. And on, on Sunday, we, uh, we were talking about that, that James really points us in James chapter 4. He really points us to, to four things that we can all do wrong. And, uh, you know, he, he starts there in the beginning. And we talked about it on Sunday. But there's this wrong method that we have the wrong approach. Uh, we try to get things our own way. And uh, let me just let me just speak to that just for a, a moment because there are uh, several areas in our life where where we can have the wrong method, and it really comes from a culture that is uh, that is wrong. Maybe you've heard people say before, "God helps those who help themselves." Uh, you know that might sound good, uh, but people people act like that's a scripture. You know that's not a scripture. And as a matter of fact, you know I find in the scripture that God helps people who don't help themselves. God God helps people who he wants to help. God helps people that pray and God helps people that cry out to him and God helps people uh, that maybe we would even think, man, they don't deserve to be helped. And God chooses to help them anyway. Uh, so we can't buy into some of these lies that uh, society tries to push on us or culture tries to push on us. And it causes us to begin to live uh, in the wrong method. And we start trying to do things on our own. We start trying to make things happen our way. And it's not just make things happen our way. We try to make things happen in our time. It's not that God doesn't want that for you. It's just maybe that this is the not the right season of life. And so when we try to make it happen now in our timing, 
we have the wrong method. And when we go about the wrong method, it's not going to end well. And so what we said on, on Sunday is it's not just asking God for it, which, uh, which is what you know James says there in verse 2. He says, you, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and you kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, uh, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And what we said on Sunday is, hey, before we even ask God for it, how about we ask God about it? Okay, we need to ask God, do I need this? Before before I just say I want it and I'm going to pray and ask God for it, come on, can I first ask, man, do I need this in my life? God, would this be the right thing? Is this the right time? Is this the right season for me to have that in my life? And so we realize we don't need to go about life in the method of the world, seeing what you want and just going for it. No, we need to live according to another method. We need to ask God about it. And then we need to ask God for it. And and then uh, he, he moves on to the next uh, thing that we can do wrong. And it's not just have the wrong method, but we talked about on Sunday, it's having the wrong motive, having the wrong motive. Uh, and, and he says in verse three, uh, James chapter four, he says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You want what will only give you pleasure. And uh, and and let me just reiterate uh, some of these uh, some of these concepts that that uh, we talked about on Sunday, and and that is uh, that your motive comes from your mindset. Your motive comes from your mindset. So when we have the wrong motive, what it is, is it's revealing to us that we have the wrong mindset. You, you've probably heard me say before, but you will, you will, uh, you will, you will be about whatever you think about. So you got to think about the right things so that you can be about the right things. And when we talk about motive, let me just give you a little definition of the word motive. Uh, motive means something that causes a person to act in a certain way. Your motive is something that causes a person to act in a certain way. So you can see here how your motive is connected to your mindset because your perspective, your point of view is going to cause you to act in a certain way, to respond in a certain way. It, it, is, it is your why. It is your motive. And so your motive is going to come from your mindset. So if you are thinking only about yourself, if you are thinking only about what's good for you, what's convenient for you, what is in your best interest, that wrong mindset is going to take you to the wrong motive. And if there's one thing that you hear uh, Des and I talk about from the platform more than anything else, it's probably just that out of Romans chapter 12, verse two, that says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How we think is so important. And, and it, why? Because our motive is going to come from here. So here James is writing and he says, listen, your motives are all wrong. You're asking God for things, but your motive is wrong. And your motive is wrong because your mindset is wrong. And then we also said this on Sunday, that your motivation 
comes from your motive. Okay, so so they are praying. I mean, come on, let's say that they 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 were doing the right thing. Okay, they were praying. They had a motivation to pray. Okay, but their motivation to pray was coming from their motive. And their motive was to get what they wanted, which came from a mindset that was thinking only about themselves. So you can see how the motivation is connected to the mindset. This speaks to us so clearly in our lives that what is going to motivate us on a daily basis is coming from our approach to life our mindset, our perspective, our point of view. And you can see so clearly why Paul writes to us in, in, in Philippians chapter 4. And he says, hey, look, there, you got to fix your mind. you got to fix your thoughts on what is pure, on what is true, on what is, on what is godly, on what is right, on what is excellent, on what is worthy of praise. You have to think about these things because if you're not thinking about these things, you're not going to have the right motivations. And if you fill your mind with the opposite of these things, then your motivation is going to be all wrong. And so it is our, our, mo our, our mindset that gives us the right motives, which gives us the pure motivations in our life. You can never underestimate the power of the right mindset because when your motive is wrong, your motivation is going to be wrong. And that's just a sign to us that we're not thinking the right thoughts. And so we've got to make sure that we are thinking the right thoughts, that we have the right motive. And when you when you are living with the right motives, that's when it really keeps you away from the third wrong that we talked about. And see, this this is where it, it really gets connected here because we talked about uh, having the wrong match, being partnered up with the wrong spirit. And he says here, he says, hey, look, in, in verse 4 of chapter 4, he says, uh, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, then, then you make yourself an enemy of God. See, you cannot be a friend of the spirit of the world. Uh, you cannot befriend the way of the world. You you can't be intimate with the with the way of our current culture, and expect to be friends of God. Expect to walk in His His ways. And so uh, that wrong matchup, that wrong connection, if you would, it really comes when we have the wrong motives. And so the 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 mindset is so important. Because our mindset is what's going to keep us away from getting matched up with the wrong things. Because, you know, you've probably heard it said about that stinking thinking. When you when you have the wrong thoughts, when your thoughts are not the right things, it's not going to produce the right things in your life. And you are going to get matched up, partnered up, paired up with the wrong attitudes in life. But it's going to come from your mindset. Make sure that you have the right mindset in your life. And so, hey, uh, James is writing here. He's saying, look, you cannot have these things in your life. Don't, don't allow yourself to participate in the wrong method, the wrong motive, or the wrong match. And then as we talked about Sunday, that grace is the answer. Grace is the answer for all of the wrongs. Grace is the answer for our, our methods, uh, for our motives, and for our matches that get that get out of place, that get out of whack. 
Grace is always there for us. And this is what uh, I love about James. And this is what I I really want to close with because, man, we know that James is, he leans towards the grit. Man, we've talked about that. He leans towards the grit side of life. Hey, do this and get that. Do this and you won't have to worry about that. If you want this result, then put this seed in the ground and you'll get that result. So much grit in the book of James, but James never overlooks the importance of grace. He says, hey, look, we are all in this thing together. At some point, we've all had these wrong methods, these wrong motives, and these wrong matches. At some point, we have all been a little too friendly with the culture and the way of the world. At some point, we have all seen what we wanted, and we just went after it, and we failed to ask God, God, do I need this in my life? At some point, we have prayed, and we have prayed with the wrong motive. We prayed with selfish intentions and ambitions in our heart. James is saying, hey, look, we are all guilty of that. And and whenever we find ourselves in that place, grace is the answer for us. Grace was the answer for James because we know James was the half-brother of Jesus. And when Jesus was on this earth, James was not a follower of Jesus. He didn't believe the message, but Jesus appeared to him after his resurrection. And and we know that the, there had to be a life-transforming encounter in James's life. And so James becomes a leader of the church. And although he leans towards this grit side of life, man, he had a handle on grace because grace is the answer. Let me just say once again to you today, if there's some wrongs in your life, Come on, you know you're going about things the wrong way. Hey, maybe there's some wrong mindsets. There's some wrong mentalities. Uh, there's some some wrong methods in your life. Maybe you're you're matched up with the wrong spirit in some ways. You you've allowed the 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 way of the world, the spirit of the world, to get in and and affect you and influence you in a way. Hey, there is grace for you today. And sometimes when you lean towards the grit side of life you can forget that there is grace for you. You can feel like, man, I dug myself in this hole. I got to dig myself out. Man, I let that wrong method in. I've got to get out of this myself. Man, I've got matched up with the wrong thing. I got to figure it out myself. Let me tell you, the only answer for you is grace. You'll never be able to dig yourself out of that hole. You'll never be able to help yourself out of the situation. Only God's grace can meet you where you are. Only God's grace can pull you out. Only God's grace can forgive your sin. Only God's grace can give you the strength and the perseverance and the endurance you need. It is all about the grace of God. And so when we partner the grit with the grace, man, we see tremendous results. And this is the tension that we live in. We live in this beautiful tension between grit and grace, between our belief and our behavior. But let me remind you, friends, no matter where you are today, lean into the grace of God. No matter what you're struggling with today, lean into the grace of God. Because this is what James says in verse 6. He says, God gives grace generously. There is grace for you today, and God is giving it out generously today. So receive it in the measure that God is giving it today. And let's be people that live in this beautiful tension between grit and 
grace. Hey, thank you so much once again uh, for joining us for this NCC More podcast. And uh, hey, let me just say this right now. If your mindset is off, you're wondering, how do I change my mindset? Two things that you need to begin to do. You need to begin to read the Word of God. Read the Word of God every single day because it is literally reprogramming you how to see life and think about life. And then write out some declarations, some truths that you can speak over your life on a daily basis. And when you are reading the Word of God and your vision is expanding and you're seeing there's a different way to think about life, a different way to see life, and now I am beginning to speak and declare things over my life according to the truth of God's Word, those two things will begin to change your mindset. You will begin to see through a different lens, a different perspective. Your point of view will begin to change. And the way you think about God, yourself, life, your future, your past, it will begin to change as well. So just do those two simple things and it can begin to change your mindset. I forgot to share that with you earlier. Didn't want to leave without giving you that last little nugget. But thank you so much for joining us uh, for the NCC podcast. And you can come back next week for a little more from NCC. God bless you. We'll see you soon.